Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Homeschool CPA podcast, part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And today I have a homeschool leader from Oregon joining us, Becky Abrams, who is the director and founder of Arrows Christian Homeschool Community. And we've got an opportunity to pick Becky's brain and learn from her experience. Your your homeschool group is, oh, I don't know, I guess relatively young, but you've got four going on five years under your belt of experience. So I'm sure you've learned some things along the way, Becky. So thanks so much for sharing your experiences with us today. Sure. Thanks for having me. I'm just honored and tickled pink that I can talk to you. So <laughs> I started co-op with all of your books. So oh, it's kind of, good. It's kind of fun to talk to you in person. I'm glad they were helpful. And, and of course, where I get most of what I write is from you guys, uh-huh. <laughs> different leaders communicating to me, email or phone calls or something like that. So I'm happy to be a conduit to help other people learn from other people. Uh-huh. So. Yes, we are, we both are, um, uh, belong to a Facebook group called I Am a Homeschool Group Leader, and we're now up over 500 members from across the country. Most, I don't think we have anybody international yet, maybe, but um, across the country. And it's kind of a neat group because you get all these different perspectives from people. You can ask any kind of question you have, and somebody's probably got an answer for you. So it's a nice nice resource. I didn't start it, but somebody, the, the person who did, uh, just kind of made me moderator a few years back. I'm like, okay, because I was hanging out there a lot anyway. So how how big is Arrows, and how many families and students do you have? Uh-huh. We kind of on average have, have stayed about the same. We have about 30 families on average, and we we kind of go infant through about eighth grade, depending on what the needs are. Um, mm-hmm. But we kind of start counting when they're about one. So the, about 70 students, around 70. Yeah. So the That's majority enough. may be like kinder through eighth grade, probably closer to 50. Yeah. So it's a good yeah. size. I think any any bigger, you know, it's a whole different ball game. <laughs> it is. It is. My my homeschool co-op was about 40 families, about maybe 100 students, 90 to 100 students when I was homeschooling. My kids are growing up now, but yeah. graduated out of the house. But, yeah, that's a nice size. You kind of know everybody, but not quite. Right. Now, you're the founder, and, and you stayed the director, so why did you start a homeschool group, for heaven's sakes? Didn't you have enough? Did you have free time, Becky? <laughs> that is a whole different podcast. <laughs> Yes, I have enough on my plate. I'm one of those weird people that has to always have too much on my plate, and I'm actually learning how to, I think it is possible to have a lot of kids and homeschool and run a group and be a part of church, and I think it's possible, but I don't really do a lot of other things. So okay, just love right. So d- denying right. self, which right. I kind of grew up a pastor's kid. And so maybe that kind of helps when that's that's what we grew up doing, you know, working in the church and helping, and mm-hmm. it's my kind of my personality, mm-hmm. anyways. So, anyways, yeah, I had a lot on my plate. I have three older teenage, they're teenage boys now, and then I had a newborn. 
I remarried and had two more a few years after we were married. So Jeffrey is four and Joy is two. And, oh, my. Um, wow. Yeah, so they keep me busy. So we started homeschooling because the, my big boys were in private school and I was trying to work. My husband, you know, pays the bills, and we're so thankful for that, but paying for private school is, like, impossible on a single yeah. income. So I was working part-time to help pay the school bill, and I had this newborn. I worked up until the day he was born. He was a little mm-hmm. bit early. And then I tried to go back to work, and they, they were gracious and tried to set me up from home so I could work from home. And yeah. it was just ridiculous. I'm not no. one of those people. I Normally I just, like, sit and hold the baby for about a year. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. They're trying, yeah, they're trying to work and take care of all these big it's kids tough. and everything. It was yeah. not working. So we got through the end of the school year. We did about five months where I worked part-time and had um, Jeffrey was at a friend home daycare thing. And then yeah, I, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the end of the school year, I was like, I don't really know what homeschooling is or want to do it, but that's what we're all going to do. Mother, necessary. Yeah, my other kids were like, what? What are you doing? Oh, were they? Oh, yeah, gosh. so it was a hard first year um, because I had this baby and then all these preteen boys. Two of them were middle gosh. schoolers, and oh gosh, it was hard. And we, you know, and I'm very, I have a lot of type A, but then I have a lot of whatever the other type, the otter, like the squirrel. Squirrel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of they don't work together very well. So I had all these grand plans and had the beautiful schoolroom. We were blessed to have an area where we could do school, and it just by October, like. They were. It was a disaster. <laughs> oh no! And they, because they didn't, they didn't know what was. You know, why are we doing this? And they had been at the school since like pre-K and made all right. their buddies. And right. Okay, so that kind of brings it back around to by October, my middle one, who is my very social. They're all pretty social, but he's really social yeah. and yeah. He just every day we'd try to do some school, and he'd have his head down and be just so downtrodden. And by October, mid-October, he was he finally was crying, and I was okay. What's the matter? You you I know you're unhappy, but you're very unhappy. And it was just friends. Yeah, I just miss my friends. I don't have anybody to connect. You know, I don't have any anybody that knows who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it was weird, kind of, when we left the the private school. We kind of, it felt like we left the community, too. Yes. And I don't yes. think it was on purpose. Oh. We didn't. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, like people weren't shutting us out or anything, but no. it's two different lifestyles. And yep. yep. So, um, so he was really upset, and then, you know, my other boys are all chiming in. And, and I, I remember I started crying because I was like, I don't have any friends either, I know. <laughs> I'm laughing now, my, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, all my lunchroom mom friends and all the things. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So I just started praying about what, what to do, and I was looking. I looked on Facebook and did a lot of Google searches and 
figured out, try to figure out all the resources I could to find where the people were here in Southern Oregon. I, there, I think there were and there still are like smaller groups and just people that make friends and form their little community, but there wasn't like anything coming up that I could just be a part of. Oh. And I didn't know because of the what we had come from, we didn't know any other homeschoolers. I didn't right. know any at church. I don't know why. It was weird. I started praying about starting something. Now, looking back, there there has been a big homeschool community here in Southern Oregon, but it kind of dwindled as those people, their kids all grew and graduated. And mm-hmm. then it doesn't seem like anybody took, you know, has taken the torch, carried the torch, and, oh. and moved it on. So I think it was just kind of on the dwindling phase, and that was where I was like, where is everybody? <laughs> so I started a field trip group and okay. you know, gave it a name and made a little website and um, connected on Facebook and Meetup. And we had 75 families join in about... How about that? Yeah, in like eight weeks. Yeah. And I didn't... Wow. I was shocked because I thought, okay, there are people. I didn't think there were that many out there. So there were a lot of people that were looking for connection and something to be a part of. So I was trying to do things like at my house. It was weird. I mean, it's not that weird. It was just kind of like I don't know anybody and I don't know any people and we needed somewhere to meet and I didn't know. You're opening up your house to strangers, kind of like, come yeah. on, whoever you are, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. And it was fine, you know, it was, but it was fine. So, after we did that for like three or four months, it felt like we needed something more consistent because it was always the field trip groups are fun, but people weren't consistent. It was always a different group of people of course. that would come, right? Yeah. So my kids That's the nature of field trips. Yeah, yeah. Like they weren't really connecting and making friends um, just because of that factor mostly. So I started doing some research into this thing. I, I, was, I remember Googling like homeschool connection groups, classes, mm-hmm. like all mm-hmm. these keywords. Right. And I figured out after about half an hour, oh, this is it's called a co-op. Okay. Yeah, you didn't know the lingo. Yeah. I had no idea. I was like, oh, they like this is a thing. People actually do this. I just thought I was trying to come up with something new. <laughs> I was really yeah. out of the loop. So I, you know, figured out this called a homeschool co-op and started looking at everybody, all the different websites, which is fun because a lot of these people that I was kind of gleaning information from how they structure the co-op. Um, on their websites, there a lot of them are in the homeschool group leader Facebook page, and I want to be like, oh, you're like my hero. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and I found your virtual your mentor. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I found your stuff pretty quick in your website, and ordered your your books, a couple of the books. Kind of absorbed all that information over about a month or so, and then just started praying about. Like, I just felt like, okay, Lord, (laughs) I'm a brand-new homeschooler, and that's weird, like, for me to be in the group, too. Yeah, but, you know, you were desperate. Your your son was sad, 
And you couldn't just wait for somebody to start something and say, oh, something come along, honey, pat him on the head. No, you had to take action to yeah, help that, this poor that boy. Yeah, where we're at. And I, I really did, like, pray about it and try to figure out. I think I even was, like, throwing it out to other people. Have you thought of starting a group? You've been homeschooling, like, two years, <laughs> longer than I have. I have a background in church ministry, and my kind of my gifting is in administration. So it wasn't, like, super unreasonable that I, I, I thought I could probably do this. I just thought it was funny that I would be the one to do it. But, you know, that's how God works sometimes. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Topp here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.